0: Welcome, welcome, guys. We're back for another episode of the Lockin. I'm David Lappin, and I am joined by my fellow UniBet Poker ambassador and IPT Twitch influencer, free roll champion, Dara O'Carney. Dara, congratulations! You found yourself uh, in the winners' enclosure, I think, a couple of times in Galway last week. Uh, once on your own, and once as part of a chop. Am I right? Uh,
1: no, no, it was just once on my own. I'm uh, was- sorry. There was there was no chop the the, the previous festival I'd been involved in a, in a four-way chop in Dublin but uh that was it yeah I won the I won the prestigious um Twitch five K that's what I'm calling it um <laughs> three roll um it was obviously an incredibly prestigious tournament because you had to win an online tournament even to get into it. So you know they were all online crushers um I definitely the toughest tournament of the festival.
0: Yes, that's what everyone was saying um in the comment section of your blog bragging about it um the big news this week was that we the 50th episode don't don't spoiler that you're on the show yet so heb um our big our big news was the 150th episode we put out uh featuring poric o'neill of course he beat the champion uh that was recorded um just before the episode went out. But the rest of the show was sort of recorded before. We'll not lie, it was recorded way back in December. Uh, So with that in mind, this is sort of our first proper opportunity to get to grips with some of the stories of the recent past. Uh, Any New Year's resolutions before we get going there?
1: Not really. I'm not really a New Year's resolution kind of guy. I mean, I I want to get in better shape. So, you know, all the live poker recently has been taking a bit of a toll. Um, I definitely want to get the book finished. Um, I think myself and Barry originally thought it was going to be out months ago and it just seems to be dragging on. Um um And other than that, not really, no How about you, Did
0: I'm glad you finally realised that, that was a softball to promote your book but, uh, <laughs> uh, Joining us this week, as you probably already know Because he probably appeared on screen a second ago Is a great friend of the show He's been on as a guest a couple of times And as a strategy contributor too He's making his debut on The Lock-In, however He is the WPG champion And my oldest, longest poker friend He is Soheb So Soheb, welcome
2: Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on
0: Delighted to have you on. No, I didn't say best friend there. I just said longest and oldest. No, 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 Still no counts. No reference to how, you know, good our friendship is. Um, Still before... a sick
2: brag about having a friend.
0: <laughs> before we get to the stories of the week. So um, the reason you are one of our favorite guests is you are an opinionated man. Uh, and we love having people on the show, obviously, who aren't shy about sharing their thoughts. I would like to say, though, that because there's a strong likelihood something you say will offend someone today, you have been in the Borgata for a week and the water there is contaminated. So there's a chance, guys, there is a chance that Soheb's brain has been poisoned by some dreadful New Jersey cocktail of sewage, industrial chemicals, and possibly radioactive hydrocarbon fuels.
2: Okay, first of all, there's no place with better water than Atlantic City. (laughs) I don't know if you could actually see it from here, but, but no, the best water is right behind me. Um, and the water's good now. Uh, they were sending up free water bottles while it wasn't, but now the water is good. So, uh, I've just been drinking directly from the faucet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it wouldn't be the worst thing you ever put in your body anyway.
0: Uh, with that disclaimer out of the way, so have you enjoying the Borgata winter poker open?
2: I'm enjoying everything around the Borgata winter poker open. Um, but the Open itself has been very unprofitable for me.
0: I'm sorry to hear that. Um, speaking of life, I can't poker, even beat the
2: bots live.
0: <laughs> a little teaser of what's to come. I want to turn back to the Galway IPT, Dara, which I know was a big success overall. You wrote a great piece this week about the festival. Focusing on the successes of women and oldies, your words, not mine, in Galway, can you tell us a little bit more about what happened there?
1: Yeah, one of the, the features, I mean, the Irish Poker Tour has really revitalized Roots Poker in Ireland, Grassroots Poker. It's brought out a whole new generation, but it's also brought back, brought back an older generation. And one thing that's very good to see is just how much uh, they've gone out of their way to promote it to ladies as well, right from the start. They have a ladies ambassador now in the form of Tanya Masters, who does an amazing job. And, you know, they've had Alex O'Brien over in the past. and obviously there's always been a decent number of very good female players around but more and more are playing now and that really came out in Galway where most final tables had at least one lady mm-hmm. um, often there's a little bit of lip service page you know when you see ladies groups celebrating the wins of some ladies in a ladies only event it's it's like is that the best thing you could find but it wasn't like that at all in Galway I mean um, Sia Brown won the ladies, but she also won another open tournament. Uh Katie Harrington won an open tournament. So th- 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 there were lots of examples of ladies actually competing against the men and, and coming out on top. And that, that 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 was one of the more remarkable features. The other is, as I said, the older generation in Ireland is doing really well. The The, the final table was one of the toughest ever in Ireland. It featured Mark McDonald, arguably the, mm. the outstanding Irish live player of the last 10, 15 years. Um, uh Ivan Tannoni was there as well. Uh and uh Colin Shine time. was there. Mm. And and Lucky mo Tommy Gilzoonas. So you know absolute crusher table. Um and out of that table Derek Baker, who is uh who you know I played with in the seniors last year and he he uh he actually came second seniors actually he ended up winning the whole thing. Um and again there were other examples of, of, of players in their 50s and 60s uh winning so it it, it, it it kind of shows what a successful job the Irish Poker Tour has done, of not just marketing to the, let's call it the traditional demographic of younger males, but to all demographics.
0: Well said. Uh, so uh, back to you, Dara often makes the point about how poorly the game is marketed in general to both women and particularly old people who should really, when you think about it, be a target market because, you know, they have more disposable income and sometimes a lot more free time than any other. Is that as valid a point in America?
2: I always say that I go out of my way to be meaner to women at the table because I don't want them playing because they generally tend to get better quicker. Um, I would much rather play with a, a bunch of stupid old men. Um, I'm very nice to them, but um, I absolutely go out of my way to be just nasty and sexist towards women at the table.
0: That's a refreshing uh, angle on that one. Uh, the reason that it's, I want oh, out
2: of out of respect.
0: No, I know we got that. That was definitely yeah. Uh, that, was, that was definitely felt um the reason i wanted to give the ip oh speak,
2: speaking of great women uh katie stone says hello oh we love katie stone to you dara ah.
1: yeah thanks <laughs> yeah yeah okay yeah I, I, just to just to follow on on um, on what uh, so i've said there, are not about being mean to women but uh, about them improving <laughs> faster that's also been actually my experience as a coach uh i i absolutely love coaching women because they're so much easier to coach than men uh and they come into it with typically the right
2: attitude and they do get better a lot faster they're much easier to groom.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to have I'm going to give this one one more go. Uh the reason that I wanted to give the IPT some love there is uh I'm actually delighted to say that Unibed have partnered with the people behind the IPT who are also organizing the upcoming London Poker Festival. This event will be held in Aspers Casino from January 30th to February 4th. And there are satellites right now on Unibet Poker. We've also added a couple of satellites to the £200 Ladies event at the festival. If you're interested in getting in there, please contact Tanya Masters, who Dara mentioned there is obviously the ambassador for IPT, or Alex O'Brien if you want to qualify for that one. There is a a password-protected thing there, so I'm sure they'll pass that on. Dara, tell me more about the London Poker Festival. And with this, are are we seeing... The IPT and maybe also former guest Fintan Gavin stretching their wings a bit or possibly looking to go international.
1: Yeah, I mean, this happened, this started to happen last year. They ran ran a very successful event in Bratislava. Essentially, what they have now is they have a very well oiled machine uh, running the best live events in Ireland, and they're kind of looking, uh, they're they're being more ambitious, looking to take that international. the, the, as I said, the event in Bratislava was a big success. I think the event in London, which will be at Asper's at the end of this month, starting next month, that will be a big success as well. I know they're making a really big effort to push the ladies' event there, um, I- I- including with Unabet uh, running those satellites. Uh, Tanya is bringing in Alex O'Brien, whose uh, who's, who's book is generating a lot of uh, uh, hype at the moment, and uh, uh, hype and praise, I should say, not just hype. And um, that... they're they're going to host the ladies event so yeah i think i think you know finton always does a great job but more importantly finton puts together a great team um and that's kind of what we're seeing here um and it's good to see uh you know them looking outside the shores of ireland as well as great a job as they've done with the irish poker tour um i think irish people always do tend to look outwards um as soon as they have a bit of success at home
0: well said. Well, let's switch it up now and get stuck into the more controversial topics that have plagued the poker world around the New Year period, one at a time. Let's first take a look at the super user scandal on GG Poker. For anyone living under a rock, I'll go through it quickly. Uh, on Christmas Day, the bell was rung by two plus two for a member Y two G A, who posted a screenshot of Moneytaker sixty nine winning the GG Masters four hundred K guarantee for forty seven K alongside. Some wild gameplay statistics. A couple of hours later, for a member, Jew35 replied with some standard deviation math, concluding that this run was nigh on impossible. MoneyTaker69 also played the 1K buy-in tournament on GG that night and made the final table. It was pointed out that the entity behind MoneyTaker69 account had not been careful. They were v V-pipping at an incredibly high and long-term impossible to win rate. Then on December 29th, Gigi responded to the cheating allegations, confirming foul play by Moneytaker69. In a statement that begged more questions, to be honest, than it answered, Gigi claimed that it had spotted unusual gameplay patterns and abnormal client packets from Moneytaker, uh, identifying an unfair playing advantage caused by a client side vulnerability. It had spotted. Firstly, I would take umbrage with that, given that all the evidence was coming from the community. But anyway, the site said that it had banned the account and confiscated the unfair winnings, which it claimed total around eighty k, including the tournament and cash game winnings. So, uh, what was your reaction when you heard this?
2: I was a little surprised, honestly, at a, at a at a scandal like this, a super user scandal. So, uh, quote unquote, um, it's. But my first thought was. A, like, how are you dumb enough to get caught? Or how are you stupid enough to get caught with a super user account, right? Doing very obvious things. But then the more troubling thing is, like, what if someone isn't stupid enough to get caught? And, like, what if someone is using what whatever this guy was using to their advantage? And it seems like a one-off event. And it seems like Gigi uh, is handling it. But... um. The, the biggest thing I think is the frustration that comes with knowing that this wouldn't have been caught unless someone from the community came out with like these standard deviation anomalies and stuff and was like hey this is this is impossible this guy's doing things that that are not possible right like even even like a bot wouldn't find these spots that are, he's literally playing with perfect information but the the bigger thing is and like I don't know if if this is a thing but like what if there are other people that have accounts like this that that have fallen through the cracks and like because they're not abusing it to the point that this guy was um maybe they're still in play like, it's not out of the realm of possibility right like you want to think it's not the case like i still want to log into gg and play um but it's 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 very it's very concerning that like in this day and age this can happen and um again like you said it was the community that came forward with uh with the information as it always is every scandal in poker history in online poker history has been broken by the players um so while the game may be safer now maybe as safe now as it's ever been it's not it's not because of the sites and their operation it's in spite of them it's it's the players that are protecting themselves. But it would be a lot easier to protect ourselves if the sites, you know, worked with us, worked with the players. But it's really hard to think that they would like. I mean, just um I watched I watched Berkey's um pod with uh with pads and Rob Kuhn and John Andres and um was Matt Marinelli. And I mean, you could tell like all these guys are frustrated because I, I think that's that's the biggest feeling that the poker community has right now. It's not, it's not the fact that like we're getting cheated, which is like w- when you're playing online, it is an inherent I mean, you just kind of accept that there's nefarious things going on and you have to overcome them. It's it's always been like that. But then when you add in like the bots and the super users and like the way that the site's respond to the players when they bring up concerns it's that's the biggest thing uh that's the biggest point of frustration i think
0: um, no i feel uh, but but
2: regarding the super user yeah sorry go ahead.
0: no 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 don't, please continue
2: um sorry i i lost i lost my train of thought but yeah like regarding the super user it was easy to catch him because because he was not very bright and um, but e- even still this was you know like pads mentioned having like a group of like high rollers that can like kind of catch the cheaters uh, very very fast into their uh, into their cheating right but like if a group like that isn't able to get clout with sites is it isn't able to get their foot in the door with sites like what chance does anyone else stand right like especially like by yourself like Think think of like all the like singular events that happen and a site is like, oh, the, the problem is on your end, the connections the connection problems on your end. Um, but like if you bring all these people together and you're just like, hey, like how did everyone have a connection problem at exactly this time on this site when everything else was working for them? You know, like, um it's, it's really hard to get the ball moving. Like if, if a group that big can't do it, it's, you know, like it, it's going to take a lot of effort to even get a site to listen to your grievances or concerns.
0: Yeah, really well said. And I think, you know, I, I think everyone can feel your frustration there and probably feels it too. Dara, you spoke a little about this already. We did have a, a brief opportunity on the last show to talk about it, but you, you said about the need to cover it, but like not over cover it. Um, stories like this, obviously, Basically, sound the alarm for how dangerous online poker is, and you know there there are some risks involved uh, as we've discussed. But you know that's not the only thing about online poker. For me, I suppose just to give a positive side, online poker is still a brilliant thing. um You get to play the game you love from the comfort of your own home or on a mobile device. It brings together a player pool of people from different countries. It's faster than live poker. You can multi-table online. You can satellite into live events online. Um, You can shout swear words at your opponents when you lose or do a little dance when you have the nuts, which is not really an option live either. Uh, On the other hand, security and game integrity are a massive deal, though. Uh, And at base level, I guess what the sites actually offer and what they are paid rake to provide is exactly that. You said how the poker PR departments often leave a lot to be desired. What would your messaging be right now?
1: Um, Well, I don't, to be honest i don't think it's a messaging problem it goes deeper than that um any amount of messaging isn't going to uh p- paper over the cracks right now that they're obviously just not doing a good enough job on game integrity um and and, and security in general um I, I think there's a difference as well between the professional and the recreational perspective on this like as professionals as so I have kind of hinted there we kind of accept that there's going to be cheating that you're never going to have a zero cheating environment that's that's even true live obviously but uh, you know, there's a famous story about somebody telling Stu Unger once that he was playing in a game in which uh, he was being cheated, and he said, "Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm still beating them, so I still play." I think a lot of uh, professional players, that's kind of the way they view it. The, the cheating is just an additional rake you have to overcome. But if you are overcoming that and still winning, you know, what where are you going to play? Like realistically, if you're a full-time online professional, you can't really hold your nose up and say, "Well, I'm not going to play on this side and that side." Uh, two of the biggest sites, just because of um of cheating so but the recreation perspective is very different um and i think any mention of cheating kind of does spook the recreations now there's a difference yes. between what impacts you know what, what has a big impact let's say on poker twitter and what the recreations actually get worried about like i have seen big cheating scandals in the past uh Bryn kenny allium serovich which you know when i went out to live events literally nobody was talking about it. and if it came up the Recreations didn't even know about it. it. It it had zero impact outside of the sort of hothouse of people who were on poker Twitter all day. But this scandal it feels very different to me. Lots of people were talking about this in Galway, lots of recreation players. And you know, some of them were saying, I'm 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 not going to play on GG now because I don't trust the site anymore. Some of them were going even further than saying I'm not going to play online poker at all, which is which is obviously always the danger for online poker when there's a cheating scandal with any site. So this does feel different to me. And so far, Gigi had just kind of put out a cursory statement and 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 you know stuck their head back in the sand and hope it goes away, which has tended to be historically what their PR department does. Um, they don't. It's kind of the opposite of Barbara Streisand effect. They're going for like give it as little coverage as an air as possible and hope it goes away. But I think this one won't go away. This one does feel materially different to me. This one is actually impacting players, recreational players, thinking well if if they can see my whole cards or you know they're not going to get down into the weeds about whether it's all inequity or cards In their mind, it's just a not, not a secure environment to play on. So this needs to be addressed by the industry as a whole, I think, not just GG, because it will it will stop people from playing on other sites as well.
0: Well, speaking about their statement there and, and getting into the weeds, uh, I'm going to go back to you on this one. So GG were at pains to explain how this wasn't a super user. I obviously called it that at the beginning. Uh, they said that yeah. MoneyTaker69 was able to customize his own game client via the Windows desktop browser version that uses an Adobe Air framework, which has attack vectors that other frameworks do not. Now, I'm no IT guy. That was a lot of um, word salad for me. Maybe it's understandable to the more knowledgeable out there. They said, at no point was the user able to access our servers or server data, including others' hold cards, but they could deduce all inequity by exploiting a client-side data leak vector. The thing is, though, Knowing your flop and turn equity is tantamount to knowing your opponent's cards in a lot of examples. Like most half decent poker players can work out that if you know, their opponent has 18% going to river, they have eight outs and an open ender has eight outs. That's probably what they have. Uh, sure, they might not know which end of the open ender they have, um, which side of it they're drawing to, but it's, it's not perfect information, but it's very close to perfect information. And it's certainly information that makes an enormous difference in gameplay. The question also remains, is the first user to spot this vulnerability? Is it like, is this the first time we've seen this spotted? You, you made that point as well there. So up earlier, like, you know, this, this was a very clumsy attempt to do it because it was so obvious in the end. But for months and months was somebody exploiting this client side vector or whatever it is uh, to make heaps of money by being sensible and winning like more sensible amounts of money on a regular basis rather than kind of going for the jugular in the way that this account did what's your hunch on that? Do you think this is the first user to get caught?
2: I honestly don't know, but I was just wondering like if like what what level of skill this person has in poker that had this account, right? Like is this someone that we've met before, someone that we know um yeah. from anywhere, you know, it's like who who would play hands that obviously um suspiciously, you know. Was
0: Hamilton? Was he still around?
2: hey man um if it worked once why not uh why change the playbook right why Why rewrite the playbook yeah but well, um I I can't imagine I mean see like I, I want to think this is like the only time that's happened like um but it's it's so hard to say you know like this could have just been something that happened with the last update going into the the following update. maybe it wasn't even a leak that was possible before they uh, they um introduced like the the smileys and and wh- whatever he exploited. I, I forget the exact wording of how, how they said it happened. Yeah, I think it was a but, thumbs
0: uh, up emoji or something.
2: Right, right. yeah. And while we all settled for the thumbs up emoji, this this guy who could probably be doing so much else than cheating at poker. Um, decided to just rewrite the GG software to be able to see people's equities. That's pretty funny. Um,
0: yeah, it, it is pretty wild. Finally on this one, because we have another scandal to move on to, GG Poker <laughs> rather opaquely said that it was issuing security patches to prevent further client-side data leaks of this kind, adding that it had come up with solutions that will detect and prevent players from beneficially customizing the game client going forward. It will be recruiting to double the size of their security team and will be pursuing help from renowned security professionals. Take from that what you will. What I would I say I think that's great.
2: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, in, in regards to hiring more security, if they do that, like, I mean, sure it should have been done anyways, but sometimes it takes a wake up call to, to add more people to security and more security is good. Um, it doesn't mean that sites will be ahead of bad actors, right? Like every, every site, like, like we said, like the, the players bring the problems to the sites and then the sites address them accordingly. Right. But there's never been any, uh, I mean, I'm sure there, there's like security protocols but there's never any um proactive measures taken to to stop cheating all the all the react all the reactions are reactive to to players bringing issues right it's not it's not like they have something in place to because it's always going to be like the the bad actors staying one step ahead and this is the argument they use to not be more um more transparent with how they You know, like what protocols they have in place, like you can't give away the protocols or else it'll make it easier for uh, for cheaters, who will will be one step ahead anyways, at least one step ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So more security is better. For sure. What I would say, actually, if people are interested in this, there's a terrific article by Eddie Harari on card Player Lifestyle called The Inevitable Repercussions of Second-Rate Online Poker Cyber Security, in which he follows up on his own excellent article from last right from year. from months ago, yeah. Yeah, where he had already sort of rang the bell about his concerns mm-hmm. over Gigi's cyber security. I strongly recommend reading both of those articles, if you can, over there on card Player Lifestyle. So anyway, not to be outdone, Uh, Like a gift from the poker gods to Gigi Poker. uh, Just a few (laughs) days later, ACR said, hold my beer. Um, On January 3rd, 2024, 2plus2 forum member Tyler Orm posted his findings related to bots on the Winning Poker Network, while acknowledging that monitoring the development and profitability of poker bots has become an increasingly difficult and challenging task. He nonetheless does a really comprehensive job, it must be said, in laying out the case that WPN have a problem with cheaters who deploy pre-programmed poker playing machines on multiple accounts. Tyler Orm lists hundreds of rogue accounts uh, in that forum in that forum post, claiming that the bot farm creates one hundred plus new accounts per month, and that their game style evolves approximately every three months, updating. I guess its exploitative approach towards maximally beating the population. He also states that the issue is not exclusive to WPN, insisting there's evidence that GG Poker and Ignition are also compromised in a similar way. This story blew up immediately on Poker Twitter. It has long been alleged that ACR have a bot ring problem. Joey Ingram was blowing this whistle years ago. What I would say is during the GG Poker scandal, it was noteworthy, a little bit like what Dara said there about the Barbara Streisand effect uh, in reverse. Uh, Not a single ambassador for the site spoke out, Nona Granu, in particular, who I guess is their most public-facing ambassador. Frankly, the silence over there was deafening. Anyway, in response to the allegations, to the allegations, WPN and America's Cardroom ACR decided that the best form of defence was attack, and they sent out uh, poor old uh, Chris Moneymaker and Ebony Kenny to make a statement on behalf of the company presumably guided by the top brass in there, Moneymaker and Kenny denied the existence of a bot farm on the network and threw down the gauntlet challenging the community to create a bot that could penetrate the firewall created by their security team. They even offered a hundred K reward for the first person to do so. The entire gambit was mental uh, and farcical still range trainer pro programmer Matt McGellicott was claiming the prize just seven hours later in a video to the community. He said that he had slept for six and a half hours um, and then only took 25 minutes to, to build this. Um, anyway, ACR quickly added stipulations before actually eventually cancelling the competition entirely. A lot has happened since then, and I do want to get into that too, but Soheb, this was a truly bizarre line from ACR, right?
2: Um, I don't think there's anything that can be said about the bot challenge that hasn't already been <laughs> said on on twitter multiple times um it is it was a very poor response um from from acr for some for something very serious for something that's been brought to their attention so many times like you said um and you can't you can't mention like this this bot problem without um without shouting out like some some people that have been saying it for years and uh joey ingram got his list from ruben costa and Ruben on Twitter has been sounding the alarm for over five years that like, this is a problem. Um, this is something that like we've brought to them multiple, we being ACR regs, like, like Ruben and, and all, all the other guys, um, like that, that play the tournaments regularly. Um, we've brought this problem to them multiple times and, uh, they, they have a very like nonchalant attitude at, um, at ACR security regarding these bots. And like, that's another point of contention point of frustration with ACR is they don't take player complaints seriously. Um, and then, you know, they, they um, parade out their pros who, uh, who like, maybe like the faces of the company, but they, you know, they they're not the owners of the company. They don't have equity in the company. Um, back in the day with, AC, with like full tilt, um, you knew like the faces were also the people who had their bank accounts connected to these sites. You knew like where the buck stopped, kind of like, you knew, like, if you ran into Howard letter at a, at an event, you could like tell him like your grievances and like, maybe, maybe he'll care. Maybe he won't, but it's in his best interest to care. It's his site, right? Like, ACR is not Rob Kuhn's site. ACR is not Chris Moneymaker's site. ACR is not Ebony Kenny's site. Like, they can say these words that they're told to say or that they choose to say, but, like, did, is there any weight behind these words? Um, like, what is their role as an ambassador? Like, do their words carry any weight or are they just are they just shilling, mm-hmm. right? And, um, like, after speaking with Rob Kuhn over the last few days, I'd like to believe that, you know, they're not shilling, that they do actually care, Um but you know, actions speak louder than words. You know, like you can uh, you can wax poetic about how Phil Nagy loves online poker, about how you know, um, what was the quote? Is like, oh, no amount of money is uh, is worth integrity. I think no amount of money will ever ever be worth integrity. And um, even though the wording on that is a little weird, let's assume for the sake of like progress and trust building that he means he won't sacrifice integrity for money um and like that that's that's good you know like that, that would be a good start but like we're not owed apologies it's like first of all like there's there's this thing with 10 million dollars right the, the bot ring like if, if this is true then the site owes 10 million dollars but at the same time the site is washing its hands of all responsibility in in the most official way possible by adding it to their terms of service that they're not responsible if we get cheated or botted that's that's a new term in in the ACR terms of service. did you guys see this? So no, it's posted a couple times on Twitter. Um, i'll 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 read the actual terms too uh, but it was very clearly added recently and um it's it's just addressing the um I have it here. Okay, yeah here it is um limitation of liability right uh wpn provides customers with services services for which it collects rake and fees wpn shall not be liable to compensate any player claiming to have been cheated colluded against or affected by playing against an automated player or bot beyond the rake and fees actually collected from the affected player the decision whether to award compensation but this is this is the big part the decision whether to award compensation to affected player beyond rake and fees collected from such affected players shall be entirely at the discretion of WPN. And like this discretion is again like just a point of frustration, right? It's like the the players should have some say in how they're governed and how they're, um, I don't, I I don't know. I don't know if governed is like the right way to, to put it, but like, they should have some say in, in, uh, in their own security right uh, even if it's not knowing exactly like what the protocols are like you can't just wash your hands of everything and then still claim to care about player grievances still care to like be listening um you know it's it's all uh it's all words until you take action
0: yeah, no, I'm gobsmacked to hear that that's just been recently added. It seems that's like a real thing. Yeah, what you yeah. Would want to happen at a time like this, uh, you, you want them taking more responsibility, not limiting their own liability. As I said, and Daryl, to turn to you on this one, like, and we will go, we will get back into the weeds of this in a, in a second, but I just wanted to touch on one thing uh, the aspect of this where they did send out Moneymaker and Kenny. And I have to say, I had a little bit of sympathy in this one, like, the, the, your tendency as a player who's been cheetah and someone sort of somewhat the face of the company is to kind of like spit vitriol in their direction because of how nonsense what they said was and how kind of silly the whole thing was. But actually I was like, God, this is not like, this is not their idea. They're not regularly playing on ACR. They're not even aware of the situation in its fullest sense. So what's actually happening here is they've been sort of wheeled out as the face of the company to do a terrible, like to have to perform a terrible act and I know as an ambassador myself and Dara, you know, too, like this, that would be a pretty horrendous situation to be put in by uh, your own site. And uh, I don't know whether they wanted to do it or whether they were sort of forced to do it.
1: Yeah. Essentially it's using ambassadors as human shields, which, uh, you know, Gigi has done a bit of in the past as well. Um, There was initially sort of a backlash against, at least as far as I could see against the, um, ambassadors on twitch with people uh, like Paz coming out saying well the ambassadors have to be held accountable too but then there was a lot of sort uh, of sympathy for them as well as 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 so upset like they don't have equity in the company they're they're they're, they're hard to be uh, you know essentially a billboard for the company so it, it, the, the people accountable are the people who actually own the company um and you know, even uh, even non ambassadors were expressing that view. You. you know, we pro on Twitch uh, was one of the first people to say like, "Is it weird that I feel sympathy for, for the ACR ambassadors?" And I don't think it's weird at all. I think a, a lot of people would find themselves. You know, even if you're working in a job, your company might do something that you don't like, and then people are asking you about that, but you have no real control over that, uh, over o- over company policy. So so it feels unfair to to have it all dropped on you. In terms of that thing that ACR uh, added, I mean, I'm as shocked as you are, but I. seriously wonder would that stand up in court um i i definitely don't think it would stand up in the european court it it feels like a disclaimer to me it's a disclaimer is like when you leave your coat at a cloakroom and they have a sign up saying (laughs) if you lose your coat tough luck uh that's not the law. If they lose your coat, they're liable, even if they have that sign up, or it's similar to a you know thing at the start of a book or a movie saying a, a, any resemblance to any <laughs> real life character, uh, we're not liable for. Yes, you are liable if somebody can prove that they're that, 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 that they are slandered. Um, they that, they can sue you. It doesn't matter how many disclaimers you put up, but you know they're there to dissuade people and and give people the feeling that there's nothing they can do. I mean. It's even more problematic in the area of poker because you know what jurisdiction would you even take a, a a court case in? You know, are you are you going to rock down to Costa Rica and try and try, try and get it heard there? Um, that's always been a problem. I from day one. I remember when I started playing online. Somebody who worked for Full Tilt at the time said, "Don't ever read the terms and conditions because they'll scare the hell out of you. We could we can literally do anything. That everything is more or less saying we can keep your money just because we want to. Um, and there's nothing you can do about it."
0: Well. As I said, ACR cancelled the build a bot uh, to cheat on our site competition. Uh, they issued a statement saying, we now realise that pitting individuals against our players, against our player base to create and deploy bots was not the right path to achieve this goal. We acknowledge our mistake and sincerely apologise to our valued player community. Since then, I believe ACR have acknowledged the existence of some small number of active bots. So have you probably know more than this. Uh, but on this subject... You very kindly offered to sort of be our intrepid reporter, if you like, our deep throat, if you will. Uh, can you tell us about what has happened within ACR since what Phil Nagy and their ambassadors are saying? And most importantly, what is the player response right now? Or, you know, where are you guys at?
2: I'm sorry, I I couldn't concentrate once uh, Dara said uh, Gigi was using human shields but um, I, I phrasing buddy, but um, with, with regards to ACR, like different pros kind of, I feel like ha- have a different standing over there, you know, like not everyone is on a level playing field. Um, I know like Ro- Rob's been uh, kind of the outward face of, uh, of this whole situation. And like, it's, it's really a negative free roll for him coming out and like, doing you know doing all this talking when like he knows that like it's not going to make him a hero you know it's um but it could backfire but if if um like Rob's in a very unique position with uh with GG where you know he's he's trusted by players in general he has equity in poker through his through his site um not 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 ACR but um his training site and um so, so Rob, Rob has good standing in the poker community and he has a very uh, unique place in that uh, he's also an ambassador for a site that's uh, under a lot of scrutiny right now. Um, and it would be good of ACR and Nagy and the security team, security team over there to, to uh, take what he says seriously because um, he's working... He's working for players, you know, in a, in a way that like other people may not be may not have the power to, um, and and he does seem very um very genuine in in his approach. Like he he seems very honest. Um, he seems um rightfully disgusted with the uh the protocols in place at ACR Security that would allow stuff like this to to go undetected or to go detected and ignored um and i think if uh, if people were willing to work with rob and by um extension other players it's not because it's not just like the high stakes players right who are i feel, I feel like like the cheating's different uh like in, in the high stakes it's a little it's a little easier to catch the cheating because the the pools are smaller everyone knows everybody a little bit like like pads was alluding to and it's easy to like find an outlier and like go to like whoever someone someone else who's from the country that this person is uh, supposedly from and be like do you know this person um at the more middling stakes like like the people that are topping out at like 200 buy-ins and like maybe paying like 500s and 600s on weekends stuff like like the average online grinder like they're playing in games that it's way easier to cheat get cheated in because the pools are bigger um it's much easier to fall through the cracks and it's easier to exploit players at that level um so we talk about like regs and wrecks wanting different things and uh a wreck tapping out much sooner because they're going to start losing um much sooner than than like a a pro would in, in these games they're being cheated in right like like I can probably still, still win on ACR in tournaments, right? Like it's just a matter of like what my ROI will be. And if my time is best spent playing 14 hour, $55 tournaments. But, um, if, if the games were fair, like if, you know, if people didn't feel like they were being cheated, I think a lot of recreational players would come back to these sites. Um, regardless of how, how long the tournament's take, which is just a completely different topic, um, but it, it still falls into the category of like not being player friendly, not listening to players, what, what players want. But um yeah, back back to uh back to Rob and like what what these uh players know about security, what they're willing to share, what what is willing to be shared with them. Um it's there's still a lot to be desired in terms of transparency. And uh that's what it all comes down to, right? Is uh a little bit of transparency transparency where it can be afforded. Like, we're not asking you to give us the protocols on, like, how to cheat. Um, but it would be nice to know that, like, if you get a list of 200 players that are suspected of botting, and a lot of these names are repeat names that keep coming up uh, every few months whenever this pops up again, um, we'd like to know something's being done. And, like, just the other day, two, two players that are on on this most recent botting list got first and second in a tournament on ACR. And like that's not to say it's a guarantee that they're bots, but if you're willing to believe the information that's come out from the players, it's not a reach to believe that these bots are still operating um, unchecked on ACR.
0: Well, so have you talked a little bit about the responses from players there? And I know players, some players at least, are strongly considering a, a boycott, a strike of sorts. Uh, now, obviously, that's a very drastic action. What would be much better is if ACR and other sites were to start to take player complaints about the game integrity and about the security more seriously. Can you elaborate on that aspect?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Nobody wants to stop playing. Like that's the whole point is we want to play, right? The whole point is people do want to play. It's just a matter of being afforded a safe environment. Um, and like a like just like a base level of you know game security and, and integrity but it's really tough to get um these unregulated sites to to do that because that there's apparently not enough benefit to it right like you you might have um like, satisfaction at an all-time low, right? But, like, what difference does player satisfaction make when all the disgruntled players show up and play a full schedule every day? Um, Especially in America and, like, 45 out of the 50 states, like, a lot of people don't have a better option than ACR. Like, they're not going to go play, like, you know, like, the $20 1K on global poker. Um, Shout out to global poker. But um, it, it's, you know, like, every site comes with its issues. Um like there's there's bet online, which I would assume is uh rife with bots as well. Just just from having played on it, it's uh it, it can't be as bad as ACR, but I mean there's you know no no site is clean right now. There's there, the, the the options other than ACR for Americans in most states are are not very good.
0: Hmm. Now, I alluded to the possibility yeah. of a strike there. We've obviously seen a few attempts down the years of players. Uh, attempting to show a sort of strength in numbers. But it's fair to say that it generally petered out each time, maybe on a couple of occasions the sites made a concession or two. I, I remember Gigi uh, ramping up Rake massively, getting complained at, and then reducing it a tiny bit from the massive number they'd done, which was still a massive increase. And, uh, and then the players did kind of go back. Um, the reality is also striking kind of an impossible task with poker, rallying a bunch of poker players when... Um, you know availing of an overlay might be the consequences of such an action you know very tempting to obviously hop back in um where do you stand on that like do, do you think it's it, it's sort of a realistic option or do the sites even think it's like something that players would ever follow through on
1: i don't think it's realistic no it's it's it's, it's a, even if you organize all the the regs to do it like the recreation will, will be largely unaffected and they'll just notice that there's an overlay that's that's likely to what's going to jump even more, and, and and it will be good for them because obviously if you take all the regs out of the pool, it's better for them. And you know, going back ten years, Amaya started this whole reg versus rec confrontation and rhetoric, and a lot of it has spilled over into recreationals where they think anything that's bad for the regs must be good for them, uh, even if it's clearly not the case in the case of cheating or bots. But you know, the, we're not going to get any sympathy, that, put it like that, for our strike, um, much less any support. I, I I always felt, and I don't know why this has never been brought up, but a much better way to punish the site would be to continually deposit and withdraw um, because they have to pay transaction fees every time. Uh, I think that would that, that would genuinely scare them. But, you know, obviously there's limits on that too. The, the sites have kind of protected themselves in the last 10 years. But 10 years ago, that was definitely an option. You know, you could have almost bankrupted stars if you just withdrew your entire role every day and deposited it the next day and did that every day. Um, but since then, they've put in place limits and uh, and all this stuff because they probably realise. But that is actually a more a real way to to hurt them uh, with, with unnecessary transactions.
0: Very interesting option. Well, a few days ago, ACR Ambassador Rob Kuhn, who obviously has been mentioned here, uh, did a tweet. He said, Head of Security is now in direct touch with 100 plus players in pads poker. That's Patrick Leonard's group Discord for the sole purpose of catching cheaters. The fight carries on, but I'm glad we're making strides in the right direction. Thanks for the invitation, Patrick. And I'm glad we can make some progress. So Eb, I believe you're in that group and I know you have been chatting with Rob and with Ryan Paolo I think as well. Um, like what progress has been made? You, you sort of isolated the issues and the, the the maybe the fact that ambassadors are sort of sticking their neck out here and they maybe have given themselves a negative free roll. But like he's he's saying there's progress. Are you seeing progress?
2: I am not in that group. I believe that group is for like good players, but um, <laughs> like I'm I'm in a group of shitregs who are talking um. Uh, about very similar things, and I feel like if we bring those two groups together, just like the power in numbers, so it goes <laughs> on. Um, but like I said, like the the cheating is is different at the high stakes and the mid stakes. It's but um on a very base level, we do all want the same things, which is a safe environment to play in, right? Yeah. Um. A a boycott is not like realistic or a strike. Um. A targeted strike, maybe. Um going uh, after like, you know, like maybe like three days of like three like high guarantee tournaments or something during a series for ACR would be so- something like more realistic. But like you said, it's hard to get everyone like on the same page and be like, hey, like everyone has this information now. Like what are, what are we going to do? Like put it on Twitter? Like that's only going to go to like the people that we know, like all the regs and stuff and like all the lurkers. But that's not the majority of poker players. And like, yeah the majority of poker players is the people that you'll meet playing live and like at home games and stuff who will give you a better understanding of like what a recreational player wants and they don't want to play online anymore because they don't trust it. And they were saying it for years, um, before, before the, before the pros were saying it, because the pros were still beating the cheated games. Um, so they are like, okay, know you kind of like laugh at the wrecks or laugh at the like worst players and be like oh like you can't beat the game anymore or whatever like the guiltiest charge like literally this was me like oh i can still beat the game why would i care um but then like unless you're really putting in like the time needed now to to be playing uh to be playing online which is much tougher like i i usually just play on on sundays and like maybe one other day a week online uh as far as tournaments go. And that's, that's really hard to do. Like, it's, it's hard to like just go in and out on like, if you're not playing tournaments every day, it's, it's, it's much tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I think even like the players that come in, you know, like once or twice a week don't do so anymore because they just weren't winning. And um, you know, like sometimes like people like don't have the time or the energy to put in, the work that it takes to win at online poker, right? Like, it's not like online poker isn't beatable. Like there's a lot of people winning. Like um, my average buy-in goes up every year still, you know, like it's despite like these security concerns, like there's just no no other better options if, if you want to play online. Mm. But uh, it's, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought.
0: No worries. Well, look, in summation, the, the various security and game integrity teams at a number of poker sites right now are, are under a lot of scrutiny. And um, it was great to hear, actually, poker stars, head of game integrity, of Lincoln, do an interview about the measures they're taking and the investment they're putting into that side of the game. We obviously interviewed their former head of Game Integrity, Bardal, a few months ago on the main show, and uh, we had a really frank conversation. It was actually a a great interview, and I recommend checking that one out if this is a topic that interests you uh, and you haven't heard that interview already. I do feel like we're at a bit of a crossroads in poker right now and we need the powers that be at ACR, GG Poker, Ignition and, you know, maybe all the sites uh, to some extent, even the ones that aren't currently uh, having scandals uh, to address player concerns, uh, generalized concerns. And then obviously these very specific ones. Uh, If they don't, I think that poker players will eventually vote with their feet as discussed here. You know, players just kind of falling out of the game altogether, just becoming Sunday grinders or, you know, just, you know, maybe becoming live poker players because they feel that's a a safer environment. Before we go, a quick shout out to our newsman and Dara's book collaborator, Barry Carter, who has what I believe now, we're recording this on Saturday afternoon, an unassailable lead in the Slobberknocker series leaderboard on Unibet Poker. He is the reigning low leaderboard champion, um, and it looks like he's going to defend his crown, which is actually an incredible achievement. But then again, he did write the book with you on PKO Poker, Dara. So, you know
1: yeah i I knew he was going well because for the last week I've been getting constant complaints in my inbox from people. <laughs> um and people say like what what the hell is this guy doing get in there with Jack four et cetera et cetera but you know Barry chase is the leaderboard he optimizes <laughs> for the leaderboard the leaderboard rewards uh knockouts and he's amassed uh, yeah he's gonna win the series again for sure I think his his lead is pretty unassailable now um good luck Barry. Yeah, it's great. It's it's great to see because, uh, you know, Barry was absolutely terrible at poker when we started writing those books, like maybe the worst player I've ever encountered. He's somewhat half decent now. And he he uh, he can definitely in in an environment where it's sort of just gamble it up and just recognize the equity, the added equity of the bounties. Uh, he's very good in that environment, which is not his natural instincts because his natural instincts are very conservative. He's a nit by nature, but he's managed to override those as well, too. So, uh, yeah, it's great to see. You. Uh, and Barry does actually love the game. Barry is was a disillusioned former wannabe pro when I met him. And now he's a, he's a very enthusiastic recreational who who can compete uh, at, the, at the level he's playing at.
0: You hear that, Barry? Half decent. High praise from Daryl Kearney there. Um, so, Parabandrawala, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate the deep dive you gave us into that topic. Obviously, it's one close to your heart and obviously your contributions on all the things we talked about on the show, but specifically that stuff. It was an important thing to talk about, and I'm really glad we got a guest of your calibre.
2: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: And Daryl Kearney, to you, thank you also.
1: Thank you, and uh, thank you. I think to our our unseen fourth guest on this show. I think Soheb is currently sharing a room with somebody who is not on camera.
0: Oh, who? Oh, who is yeah. So here we go. Oh man, what? I
2: don't know. He's he's sleeping. Oh, he can't say hi. <laughs> there
0: we go. That looks. What's like popping, everybody? Conrad Simpson. What's popping? <laughs> We're it
2: out on here that in, in the City.
0: And it's going to be a surprise for Conrad when he watches the show to find out he was in it. Yeah. Thank you so
2: much. Do you guys want any of my opinions on opinions on anything else going on in the world? <laughs> no, we don't. Cut. Okay. Oops.